An entitled Karen claims that I'm a terrorist and a communist, all because I had a Star Wars decal on the bumper of my car, and I've never been more blown away by someone's stupidity in my life. Here's what happened. Well, people, my faith in humanity has fallen just a little bit more today. Some people just have absolutely no clue on how to behave in society. This morning, I'm out and about picking up breakfast for the missus and myself. She prefers Taco Bell, and I prefer Carl's Jr. The monster biscuits are absolutely amazing. I pull into the Taco Bell drive-thru, and as I'm ordering, another car pulls up behind me and just starts blaring their horn. I'm trying to finish up, but this woman just doesn't stop, all the while screaming out the window that I'm a terrorist and that I'm a communist. And I have no idea why she's screaming these things. I pull forward to the pickup window, and Karen is still screaming at me, but has given up on honking altogether. Maybe she even annoyed herself with it. The employee asked if I know this person, and I tell them I don't. She hands me my bag, and I leave the drive-thru, and the Karen follows me out. So I pull up to the exit and make like I'm going to turn right, but at the last possible second I pull a left and now she's stuck at the stop sign, waiting for her turn. I continue down the street, make a quick right into a bank parking lot, and wait there for a few minutes, hoping that she gave up. After about two minutes, she is nowhere to be seen. I decided that she probably went on her crazy day and I just continued down the street. A couple blocks past the Taco Bell is my breakfast stop, Carl's Jr. I pull into the drive-thru. I had all already ordered online for pickup and I'm asked to park while they wait for the fresh tater tots and French toast sticks that I ordered. As I pull into my usual parking spot, this entitled Karen comes out of nowhere and returns into my area. She has spotted me and decided to peel into the parking lot and parked her car right next to mine. And it was right about then that I knew things were about to pop off. I roll up my window as she approaches and she starts screaming at me again how I'm an imperial communist, that I need to go back to my own country and that I'm a terrorist? I think she assumed I was Russian or something like that? I don't know. The manager of the Carl's Jr. comes out to give me my food. I'm an almost daily customer at this point, so he was probably coming out to shoot the breeze, even if just for a few minutes. He then sees this Karen going off on me. The manager then asks her what the problem is. This entitled Karen then starts ranting to them the exact same thing that she's been ranting at me the few moments that she's been there. I roll my window down to get my food, and I tell this Karen, what in the world are you talking about. I am not a terrorist. I've lived in the USA all my life and I have no idea what you're talking about. She then explains herself. What about all those communist stickers all over your car? What's that language say, huh? And then it finally hits me. I'm a Star Wars fanatic. I drive a white 2019 Chevrolet Bolt and it greatly resembles a Stormtrooper helmet. So I have the Imperial logo on my tailgate. I have a decal that says the Emperor doesn't care about your stick figure family with a TIE fighter and an AT walker blowing up some stick figures, as well as a Star Wars language that says honk if you can read this. I quickly explain it to her that I'm not a terrorist and that this is all Star Wars stuff, including the Star Wars writing and how it's not any language on this planet or even in this galaxy. I really tried to reassure her. Thankfully, she realized her mistake really quickly. She sputters out a quick, oh, I'm sorry, and then jumps back in her car and drives away. I mean, honestly, some people are just straight up crazy. I'm not about to have a political message on my car because honestly, that's a good way to get it vandalized. Yeah, that lady was seriously off a rocker. First off, she didn't know who was in that car. The original poster could have been somebody dangerous. They could have been anybody. And this lady really walks up and says, no, you're going to have to hear everything I've got to say. You're a terrorist and a communist. Like seriously, lady, you must either be really brave or really stupid. Like if I saw someone's decal that said something I don't know, I am not about to pursue them in my car and start yelling 
yelling at him about something I don't even know. I'm going to carry on about my day and ignore them. Like the way she was acting is a surefire way to basically get hurt. Something horrible could have happened to her if this was different circumstances. So seriously, good for the original poster for standing their ground and saying, you know what? This is weird and you're crazy. Because this entitled Karen was completely out of line and there was no reason for her to call you a terrorist or a communist. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. An entitled Karen ruins my birthday after she starts to mock what I'm wearing, insinuating that my outfit is somehow offending her religious beliefs. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So this happened about a year ago, but it still hurts me to this day. I'm a 17-year-old female, soon to be 18 in a couple of months. My birthday occurs during the school year on Valentine's Day, but most of the time, it doesn't bother me. This year, it kind of did. For my sweet 16, my dad agreed to let me have a bowling party at the local bowling alley. And this was simple enough, but the only problem with this was that we had to postpone the party to a whole month later because our family had plans. Fast forward to the day of the party, and I was ready to go, but my dad was out. So the only person that could take me to the party that we were hosting was my mom. And she has a very large habit of being late. We ended up being 10 minutes late to my own party, and in doing so, I was already stressed, and there were five people already there for the party waiting for me. Once I got there, people were asking me where things go and stuff like that, and it was honestly all over the place. I almost had a panic attack, but after a few calm breaths and a talk with my ex, who was my boyfriend at the time, I managed to calm down. The party went well, and I got a lot of cool things for my birthday. One of my closest friends got me parts of a new costume that I was making. The rest was mainly to help me in my book writing and illustrating. After the party, we went home and had some family friends over. It was mainly a get-together for the parents. Knowing what I got from the party, my dad thought it would be a great idea to wear what I have for the costume that I was working on to show to the visitors. We did it just for fun. My dad and I are extremely close, so I knew that he wouldn't do anything to embarrass me. The pieces of costume that I got were a red jacket, a customized t-shirt with my original character on it, and the two pieces from the party, a pink wig and black and white wolf ears. I got all dressed up and showed up to show everyone, and a lot of people were really impressed by it. Well, everybody except for one person, and that is the Karen of this story. Karen was very strict with her religion. Now, we all believe the same things, except Karen was way more strict than my family ever was. Her own husband isn't even that strict. I mean, he jokes around with it just like my dad would. Karen was confused and even looked disgusted by what I was wearing. My mom explained to her that I was trying to dress like the character on my shirt. And keep in mind, this is my original character. But what Karen said in response was something that you definitely do not want to say to somebody. This entitled Karen says, You shouldn't wear that. It goes against what we live for. Get all of that out of my sight, please. You shouldn't even try to dress up like that. I mean, where do you even think you would get dressed up like that for? When she said this, I was shocked and I was so hurt. I left from my room and went to the basement trying not to cry while watching my brothers play Super Mario Brothers. At the same time, I could hear my mom talking to the Karen about what she had said. I couldn't hear most of it because of my brothers playing their video game and also because I have tinnitus, which blocks my hearing with loud ringing sounds. And it's something that usually comes about when I'm stressed out. Once everybody left, I avoided being spotted again by rushing to my bedroom and finding a spot for my wig and my ears. The next morning, my mom calls me and my dad to the kitchen table to talk about what happened. She said that after Karen had left, she was getting spammed by this Karen with Bible verses about 
about how not to judge a woman by her outer appearance to marry her. Karen was basically trying to say that I shouldn't go along with the world, but this character is literally my own original thing, and apparently this offended the Karen in some kind of way. The whole time my mom was talking about this whole thing, I was trying not to cry. Now this wasn't the only time that this has happened. From that point on, every time my mom had to cancel plans on the Karen, because she got called into work or anything like that, the Karen would send my mom a Bible verse and try to guilt trip her into not going to work. So now, me as well as one of my good friends, we get nervous every time this Karen gets involved with a group gathering. Apparently, I'm not the only one who gets bad vibes from this lady. My friends and I are also worried about being judged and criticized just for what we are wearing. And to this day, I still can't believe that my mom is still friends with this Karen. So what are we supposed to do? We see this Karen a lot of times going to the same church as us. And I honestly don't want to deal with her again. And I seriously don't know what to do. First off, this Karen's a complete idiot. The original poster literally did nothing wrong. They're just dressing up as a character that they made. There's literally nothing wrong with that. Like, can't this Karen just mind their own business and do their own thing? Why do they have to be up in other people's business and be like, wow, you shouldn't wear that. What's going on? Get that out of my sight. Like, no, lady, how about you leave? What are you talking about? And the fact that she was trying to justify her actions based off of Bible verses, like, first off, what an awful person. Like, seriously, anyone who uses religion to try and guilt trip other people or make other people feel bad just because they're different than you, those people are absolute jerks and I can't stand people like that. It's obnoxious, it's uncalled for, and to me at least, it doesn't actually prove any point. If anything, when a person does something like that, just like the Karen in this story, it just proves how toxic of a person they really are. So to the original poster, I'm so sorry you have to deal with that. You didn't do anything wrong, you're just dressing up as your character you made, and it's clear that your friends have your back, and they wanted you to enjoy the outfits that they got you, as well as the props and the wigs, just so that you could bring this character to life. So if I was in your shoes, I would just avoid and ignore this lady, because the way she's acting is honestly awful, and you do not need that in your life. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay my mother-in-law just to babysit our toddler while we go away on a five-day vacation? Here's what happened. My wife is turning 40 in 10 days. To celebrate, we're taking a five-day vacation with just the two of us. It's the first time that she and I have been away like this as a couple since the birth of our son almost four years ago. We planned this trip months ago, and my wife asked her mom if she would be willing to come to our house and watch our son while we are away. My mother-in-law agreed right away. My mother-in-law is also in her early 60s, but she doesn't have a real job. She will do cleaning for her brother who owns a bunch of rental properties, and he pays her in cash. So it's not like she has a schedule she has to clear to stay with our son for a few days. Last weekend, my wife called the mother-in-law to talk to her about our trip and ask if there's any anything she will need or want us to stock up with in the house as far as food or necessities. During the conversation, she said that she will need about $100 per day from us. This is the first time she ever brought up wanting to get paid to watch our son. My wife was caught off guard and just kind of agreed to it. But when she got off the phone and told me about it, I got upset. I told her that she is taking advantage of the situation because she thinks we have no other options. I told her that is BS that she sprung this on us so close to our trip and I don't think we should pay her anything. I said that I would call my parents and see if they could watch our son instead. My wife told me that my mother-in-law wouldn't ask for that sort of thing unless she needs the money and that adding $500 to our vacation trip isn't that much of a big deal. I told her that it's not about the money to me. It's about her being sneaky and manipulative. I called my mom and asked her if they would be willing to watch our son instead and she jumped at the idea. Both my parents are recently retired so they have plenty of free time and would love an extended grandson visit. 
that. I didn't explain the reason for the change. I just told them that things didn't work out with the mother-in-law. I told my wife that my parents can watch our son instead and that she should call her mom and tell her that we no longer need her to babysit. She said that she didn't want to do that because she was really looking forward to seeing our son. It has been over six months. I told her that if she was looking forward to it that much, she wouldn't be trying to swindle us out of $500. I told her if she didn't want to make the call, I would gladly do it for her. She reluctantly made the call herself, but it didn't go well. Her mom got upset because we are now depriving her of seeing her grandson. My wife got emotional and ended up backtracking and said that she would talk to me and see if we could work something out. After the call, she asked me if there was some way we could figure this out, and I told her we aren't changing anything again this close to our trip. She said that maybe we could offer her a lesser amount, but I reiterated that it isn't about the money. It's about her being sneaky and trying to take advantage of both of us. So am I the jerk for refusing to pay my mother-in-law just to babysit our toddler for a few days while we go on vacation? Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at No, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your mother-in-law is absolutely being manipulative. Your parents are happily available to babysit that kid without taking a dime out of your pockets. Literally, this is the first vacation you've had in what, four years at this point? The fact that she's doing this literally at the last second just to try and scrape some money out of your pockets for your vacation is honestly incredibly toxic. And to top it all off, she's clearly trying to guilt trip her daughter into allowing her to not only babysit, but also try and take basically 500 bucks out of your pockets. And this also kind of leads me to believe that the mother-in-law probably did this while the original poster's wife was growing up because the wife in this situation is having a very emotional response. And it really seems like this guilt tripping is quite effective on your wife. And that's really unfortunate. So personally, I don't think you're the jerk at all. I think the original poster is spot on on what's happening in this situation. And I don't blame them for being upset and deciding to go in a different direction. Today, I messed up by making lime-scented sunscreen and causing my body to to acquire second-degree sunburn. Here's what happened. I want to start off by saying I love the smell and taste of limes. It reminds me of summer, and it makes me feel happy. A while back, I wanted to have some lime-scented sunscreen. In my mind, I was going to the beach, and I imagined myself in some kind of tropical getaway. So, the night before the beach outing, I got a new bottle of sunscreen, and I added a bit of fresh lime juice in it until it smells appropriately like limes. I go to bed that night completely unaware of the nightmares that await me. I go to the beach, put on my sunblock, and sit out in the warm sunlight, just peacefully listening to the waves. A little over an hour passes, and I start to notice a slightly painful sensation coming from my skin. So, in my infinite wisdom, I put on more of my sunscreen. Another 45 minutes or so pass, and my skin is really starting to hurt. I decide it would be for the best if I got into my car for a bit to protect myself from the sun. Over the next half an hour, I can see my skin turning red, the beginnings of blisters everywhere, and my skin 
skin is on fire. I start to panic. The pain is getting worse and worse over all of my body. I call my friends telling them that I'm in trouble. By the time my friend arrives, I'm red all over and completely immobilized by the pain. Thinking I'm having some kind of severe allergic reaction, they take me to the emergency room. The response is nearly immediate and I get assessed in the burn unit. Second degree sunburn over a majority of my body. I'm admitted to the ICU. Discussions about skin grafts are had, but are luckily not needed thanks to the care of my doctors. Now, you might be thinking just like I was, how does such a thing come to be? Well, it turns out that my favorite fruit contains something called furocumarin. This fun little compound can cause skin to burn incredibly quickly when exposed to the sunlight, and I rubbed it all over my body before sitting out in the sun. Even to this day, I'm still covered in burn scars. I barely go outside anymore unless I'm covered head to toe, and honestly, I haven't had a lime ever since. Wow, that is honestly really scary. Who could have guessed that that's what the reaction would have been to your body? I mean, just off the bat, it didn't sound like that big of a deal. I don't think I ever would have assumed that limes would cause that much damage to your body. That's a little scary if you think about it. So I guess in hindsight, it is definitely not a good idea to try and mess with your sunscreen. And the next time you want something lime-scented at the beach, maybe just bring something along that smells nice, instead of putting something on your skin that's just going to cause second-degree sunburn. Today, I messed up by spending over $1,200 at the bar after I got completely wasted, barely remembering my entire night. And I feel so dumb that I overdrank. And now at this point, I'm out a lot of money. Here's what happened. So I first want to start off by saying that this didn't happen today, but allow me to share one of my stupidest moments with you, if you will. I was working in trades as a 20 year old at the time, making too much money every week for my own good. My group of colleagues and I decided to go to this bar slash restaurant that evening. And before anyone says anything, I'm Canadian. So the legal age of drinking is 19. Some of the guys brought their partners, so the group had roughly 15 people in it. Fun was had, drinks were flowing, and out came the shots. But seeing as I was the youngest of the group, I was requesting the drinks for each round of shots, which I took part in about 8 or 9 rounds of it. And these were rapid fire style, making sure everyone who was game got a turn. Me not having an ounce of food in my stomach, and now starting to feel the effects of multiple shots in rapid succession, decided to ask the waitress for my bill, as I knew the night was not a long one for me. The night was already starting to blur. I only remember bits and parts by this point. So she brings me the bill, which included roughly 30 plus various 1 ounce to 2 ounce shots, and it was already up to the amount of $300. I, not wanting to ask her to split it up, as I was trying to impress, decided I wanted to pay in cash. Don't ask me why, I don't honestly know why I did that. So I stumbled myself over to the front of the bar where two ATMs were at and attempted to withdraw $400. I stood there probably longer than I remember and nothing happened. I feel a tap on my shoulder from the bouncer who was probably watching this whole thing with amusement who said to me, try the other one, pointing to the other ATM. So I stumble over there, try to withdraw $400 again and nothing happens. I hit cancel, wait for it to eject my card and promptly walk away. The rest of the night was naturally a complete blur. I remember a friend helping me into a cab, but unknowing to me, another friend took my keys as they didn't want me to drive home. I drove the 10 minutes and had every intention of picking my car up sometime the next day. I woke up at 7 in the morning in the hallway of my apartment building, a $20 bill laying next to me, my phone tucked into my shoelaces, sleeping against my apartment door, while also realizing that I didn't have my keys, but I somehow made it into the apartment building. I figured my keys were somewhere between the front door and the apartment, but nope, they weren't there. Eventually, I texted my roommate, who fortunately woke
woke up to the ding and let me into my apartment. I slept another couple of hours until 11 o'clock a.m. and in my self-inflicted pain, I decided to check my bank account. Lo and behold, I discovered that not only did I end up paying my bill with my card, but also both attempts at withdrawing $400 were successful. To this day, I swear that Bouncer was watching me stumble around the whole time and watched as dozens of bills exited the machine, completely unbeknownst to me. I also ordered a steak and chips for dinner and another pitcher, bringing the bill close to $400. It honestly made that hangover a lot worse. So you know what? Lesson learned, kids. Know your limits and try to drink within it. Wow, that's an awful situation. This guy literally spent $1,200 at the bar and no one within sight tried to stop them. I mean, seriously, that's a lot of money to drop in one night. Also, that situation is a little bit scary. I mean, here you are waking up in front of your apartment and you're not sure what happened, only to then check your bank account and be like, oh no, I made a big mistake. So hopefully you learned your lesson and you'll try to be more careful moving forward because literally losing $1,200 in one night is not something anybody would ever want to do twice. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.